1: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's second Friday food, wine, and travel show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Uh, We do this, you know, every second Friday with travel writers, and we get to find out where they have been, their latest destinations, and adventures. And we're very excited to welcome back travel writer Elsa Dixon to talk about her epic sale on the MSC Sinfonia from venice to cape town and her story about this adventure see she's not just one destination this is the true journey i her, i mean a 30-day journey cruising to all these sites it's amazing her story is up on blend radio and tv.com you can see it there and you'll also see it in the upcoming issue of vacation station travel magazine but i encourage you to go to her website travelswithelsa.com to keep up with her so welcome back elsa how are you I'm very well. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's good to have you. The last time you were on the show, we were talking about your book, Hippos, Hotspots and Homelands, and you got to go back home, really, since then, right? right? Well, you've been a few times, actually, over the last couple of years.
0: Yes, I have, actually, because I've taken two tours, um, tour groups up to South Africa and then Tanzania and then um, Zanzibar as well. So, yes, I've been... um, Back to Africa a few times. This time was very short because it was just before Christmas when we landed in uh, Cape Town. And so I just spent two days there, but made the most of those two days and then flew to uh, Canada to be with my family for Christmas.
1: Oh, very nice. And the thing is Cape Town. You know, I love that city. It's still like one of my favorite. How was it going back to Cape Town? How is how is my favorite city? I know South Africa has been going through some rough times lately, yes, but I but, always have hope that it'll pull through.
0: Oh, yes. The Cape, Cape Town is absolutely beautiful. And actually, uh, I just had a newsletter from somebody that three of Cape Town cities have been um, chosen, Hermanus, Stellenbosch and um, Cape Town. Um, as the most, um, uh, one of 50 of the world's most popular cities to visit. So it's still up there.
1: (laughs) And Hermanus, I mean, I remember Hermanus you know, I'm I'm talking over 30 years ago, being really small. It was like a you door. You
0: don't recognize it. It is now a city. Oh. <laughs> what but the coast is still beautiful, and they're still whale watching, and uh, it's still uh, great fun to go there. Yes,
1: you said that on this cruise when you got to Cape Town. You did get to see the fainbos, and I want people to understand yeah. the Boss. There's nothing like it. Uh, you've, I don't, I know New Zealand and Australia may have a kind of Boss and Hawaii. Yeah. But I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, finebush is unique, actually, endemic to to South Africa. It's, it's also on Table Mountain and um, in the um, Botanical Gardens, uh, Kirstenbosch. And then we had a, we took a train trip, which I never knew about, actually. <laughs> Although you know I've been there so many times, but there's a train that goes from um, the Yerenkracht area. Um, oh yeah it's the elgin uh, train it it uh, actually it's called the cirrus rail and it takes you to elgin and there's a huge market there the platform or near the platform and it's a steam train so so it's like the old days and it's really nostalgic and you you have beautiful views of the mountain you go through the toys Clough and you see the ocean in the distance and then the fan boss surrounds you you know so um uh, it's it was really a ve- great fun so it's uh, kind of
1: part of the the garden route, then? Uh, not yet. Not, not, not quite really, yet. Not really. Okay. It goes
0: inland through the uh, more fruit farms and so on. Although you do see the the uh, Gordons Bay coast, but okay. um, uh, yeah, the the garden route will be more along the coasts. Um, this is more going inland, but um, okay. it's it's that's well, why
1: Ceres. I remember Ceres fruit and yes, series yes. fruit drinks that's when right. I was a kid. Is that's that right. still there? Yeah. We oh still yeah, get yeah,
0: Still, yeah, no. Um, yeah, they still have. They have new names for so many things now. I didn't recognize the the cotton of milk because it's also called something like no
1: no or something. What? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been over thirty years since you know we've been home, and and it's like you know when you think series, I remember those little fruit, you know, the jugs of juice, yes. and we get pear juice, and then I had pear juice in a different country. I'm like, that's not pear juice. <laughs> South Africa's fruit is pristine. It, It's
0: amazing. And the dried fruit and even the um, fruit, uh, the gumdrops that you get, fruit drops, they they are really tasty, you know. So, no, I always advocate for South African produce.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love that. And the gumdrops. Oh, yes. And the wine gums. Oh, don't start me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and the wine lands. There's so many routes now
0: going, uh, you know, in all directions. I think there are nine official wine routes. And it also takes you up into the... um, uh uh, had area you know there's a whole lot of new wineries out there so you can spend a few weeks in the wine lands
1: (laughs) see uh, well south africa is just beautiful but you really went all over like you were saying all these different countries on this 30-day cruise so Mm -hmm. tell us about getting like you get on this this cruise ship Yes. And what was what were your quarters like to stay in there? Because I know you traveled with your friend, Karen. What yes. was it like to be comfy? And did you stay in hotels off, off the boat no. or did you no, always no. get back on the ship?
0: Yes, we always got back on the ship. We had a, a nice stateroom with uh, two single beds and um, lots of space for, for hanging our clothes and, and packing away things and a balcony, we, we made sure we had an ocean view, just so that you have that feeling of not being, you know, locked inside somewhere, and um, well, if you two people, you have to compromise in some ways, but we had a natural routine, you know, she would get up earlier than me, and go and do a yoga, and what have you, and then I would get up, and so we didn't, you know, we met for lunch sometimes, and we all, we might do some things together. We played a lot of cards together, waiting for shows to start and we had dinner together. So we yes. had a good, um, you, you have to balance it out. And the, um, the ship was so nice and um, the meals were really excellent and the shows I mean we had like 30 shows um uh, I don't know 28 shows on the 30-day cruise and uh, it was they were really top-notch artists I'm a music teacher as well so I've got a yeah. pretty good ear you know and we had opera singers that came on board somewhere along the line in Europe and then they would get off at another port and then new ones would get on again you know <laughs> so we oh, had wow. South African tenors as well the three um, black tenors, and oh, a that's a good experience because the with Poor guys had to sing in the clothes they were traveling in because their case got lost somewhere,
1: <laughs> and they <laughs> here my, somewhere. <laughs> here I am in my travel clothes. That's kind of how Nancy and I as we travel. It's like I just give up now. It's like here it is. You know what? <laughs> yeah.
0: But well, what but appealed, uh, yeah, what appealed to me about the cruise was that it, there were places on my bucket list that I thought I would never get to. You know, like um, well, or I would have, uh, have to Saudi wait Arabia. Well, it's Saudi Arabia was not even on my bucket list, but that was uh, difficult to get the um, the visa. The The officials came on board and we did not know if we would even get a visa because online it was impossible. And people who got visas in advance had to actually redo it there and pay again. So I wouldn't recommend Ooh. even trying to get a visa in advance. And um uh, they were very uh, strict, you know, and uh, they locked. Apparently, off, they took the wine out away. of your
1: room. No they wine in your room when you out of,
0: Yes, it was. There'll quite be funny. no drinking. <laughs> no drinking, and uh, in the bars, you only saw fruit juices on the shelves, which was really ridiculous. See, we're
1: back to serious fruit juice. <laughs> yes, the
0: the, the the bartenders would joke and say, "You want some orange wine, or do you want some?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Clementine wine or what? <laughs> so it yeah. Was funny, yeah. But anyway, that was an experience. I'm very glad we did pay the money. Eventually, ten minutes, uh, while we were standing there. Okay, you can also now get a visa. So we got um, our visas, and they took our fingerprints, they took photographs, and we went to well through customs. The uh, uh, a bus took us there and was escorted. And we went to the old town. And what was really um, interesting was to see the balconies that are like boxed in with shutters so that mm. the women could look through the balconies, but people couldn't see the women. And um, so it was really an eye opener. The men would be buying the vegetables at the vegetable cart. And you I think we saw two women um, in that part of town. And they were accompanied by a man because in some areas, they're still not allowed to walk about by themselves. Mm. And uh, there was one That's area where, odd, yeah. you know, where there was a shop with some ladies sitting there um, by themselves and some children. Yeah. But it was
1: interesting to see the old town. Yeah, <laughs> It's very difficult when you travel. We have to kind of remember you are in somebody else's country in their customs. So, yes, don't drink wine in a a country that doesn't drink wine, right? I I know we're food, wine, travel writers, but um, you have to, you know, it's like going into someone's house, you know. It was quite a
0: contrast. Yeah, it was quite a contrast because our next stop was uh, the Seychelles. And there they had the same music gross. going and everybody dancing on the, on the, Cocktails, um, fruit <laughs> drinks, <laughs> rum. the drums going <laughs> and the ladies dancing, swirling, they were their colorful skirts and so lovely light atmosphere immediately. So, and uh, that was of course, yeah, and Mauritius as well. And that was fantastic. Ah. Yeah. To see uh, the different cultures. Now, where we started off in Venice, that was um, also on my bucket list because I've been to Italy, but not Venice. So um, that was amazing. But now the the cruise ships are not allowed to leave from uh, the city itself. It must be outside the city. So if you are connecting to a ship um, in Venice, um, uh, allow a lot of time because we still had to have a COVID test, and that was also quite an experience because it was on St. Mark's Square. And um, we had to go into this old building with the marble statues and it was also classical, <laughs> you know. And I thought, oh, the last time I had a, a COVID test was in Tanzania or Zanzibar, and the chickens were running around us while we were <laughs> waiting to go into this outbuilding. It's <laughs> just such a contrast.
1: That's what interesting
0: about, about traveling.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that is the beauty of it, right, is that you have these different, it's like, well, this wasn't the way it was the last place, you know, and, and yeah. it yeah. just... I think it's such a good thing. And when you do these kind of, uh, you know, like I said, this wasn't just a destination you're going to, you know, normally travel writers coming on are telling me, oh, I went here, I went there. But this, you know, when you have, this is a journey with all these different flavors, right? That's so right. So your food with the ship, when, mm-hmm. when you're eating on the ship, did they change the food according to where you were? Or was it Not was it just up, like according um, to what the ship wanted to do?
0: um in some instances they did you know uh, some 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 cases uh some places but um not uh, you can't really compare it to what like viking does you know they they have the uh, really the the cuisine of the city where you are um but uh, we had quite a good variety you know of different foods but the beauty of of going off, you know onto the onto land and visiting you know the uh, the place like in the mauritius and in seychelles and reunion um we actually had the the chance to experience creole food you know um and that culture uh, which was quite different to what we had in venice and sure. um then also in in uh, uh, you can have a lunch on uh, on the shore, you know, and then you can actually get the flavor of the, the different um, types of food. Um, we had a wonderful experience in Réunion, where we actually um, was part of a, a large group of international tourists, not from the ship, um, but we were. They demonstrated the um, Jackie was his name Far Far cuisine or something like that and he demonstrated the uh, the creole cooking and we were told how to make the samosas and roll them and wow. what have you so we had great fun mm. so that was a wow. real yeah unusual um, ingredients too in the seychelles they and in mauritius they put coconut shreds that they um bake they put them on ice cream you know so it, it's Ooh. unusual sort of young yeah, croutons with curry i've never had that before Ooh, so <laughs> i haven't had that
1: yeah but <laughs> no, i mean a good. samosa. i would do anything for a good samosa right now oh, that's you yeah. hit my soft spot right there I oh mean, yeah <laughs> you, you you put a good samusa uh, cook sister i, I just yeah. heard there's a there's like a, it looked uh friends of mine in south africa it looks like there's a, a liqueur now cook sister's liqueur
0: Oh my gosh. Oh. No, I I'm like, that that's
1: got to be sweet for Christ. They were doing it at Christmas. And I thought, that's got to I mean, and everyone who's never had a cook sister, how do you explain this beautiful twisted pastry that's yes. twisted like a braid, right? Yeah or a yeah, plat absolutely. if you're in South and Africa, a plat or a braid. Syrupy
0: and, and, and hot oil and and syrupy
1: and, and just everything you're not supposed to have is in but this talk piece about of unusual,
0: yeah, unusual things. Uh, you know, rooibos tea. Um, oh during the season here in charleston south carolina they they were selling um pumpkin flavored rooibos tea and i only heard about this when i was already on the crew so i never had a chance to buy any i would like
1: to- i just i want it yeah i mean it's why not you know Rooibos the tea is so good for you. I mean, that's a yeah. South African delicacy oh, yeah. and an antioxidant. So if you have too much wine, drink more rooibos. That's <laughs> how have, I say. We had that
0: on the ship. The rooibos was on the ship too, which was oh, awesome. Actually, there were about two hundred Afri- uh, South African um, uh, really South Africans on the cruise ship because it goes around that African coast. So right. it seemed to be a popular route for South Africans. Uh, but we had about half the ship full, you know. So it was it was very nice. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about Greece, because this is something that I know is on many people's bucket list. I mean, you went to some iconic places and, you know, and here's the thing. You didn't have to drive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We only had the one day in Greece and we had our hearts set on taking the train to this uh, to Olympiad where um, the the original um, Olympic Games were held by the ancient Greeks. Um, And that was long before um, Christ was born. And um, but then the local people advised us against taking the tr- the train because they said it wasn't reliable coming back, and we only had one day in Greece, so we were not going to miss the ship. <laughs> so we yeah, you don't want official... to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we took an official bus tour there, and uh, that was really great. Yes, and it's just so um, incredible to to. To know that this was where it started. And I su- subsequently learned that um, uh, that one area where the games were actually held, that is where they um, light the, the Olympic flame. And it's from that point that it gets carried throughout, um, you know, when they run with the flame. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Start. And yes. You know,
1: I think it's so epic that you went there when you think about uh, Coubertin. Um, uh, he he wrote, well, he The the Olympics have gone up and down in history, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Kubertin uh went in and said, Hey, we this is about universal peace. Mm -hmm. That's what the games are about. No -hmm. matter what's going on, we have to have Mm -hmm. this. And so he went and round and around. And that flame is something really epic. And I think as a travel writer, and also knowing about what peace is not, uh, having lived in South Africa and been from South Africa and understanding the ups and downs of all of that drama, yeah, <laughs> standing in a place where this was supposed to be universal peace that long ago, think about yeah. that, yeah. Um, how did that affect you as, a, as someone who travels and has the open eyes and experiences things that maybe we we want to question, like women not being able to be free to run around in uh, Saudi Arabia yeah. may be hard for our culture, but, you know.
0: Yeah, the, yeah one, one has such different emotions. You know, I, I think uh, after I came back from the cruise, I actually experienced more emotion because in the moment you are sort of so overwhelmed by it all Mm. and then when you start thinking about everything you just realize what an incredible opportunity you had and um, you know I'm just thinking now uh, that you said that about peace and then we got to Egypt and there was um, a a tourism police just about on every corner I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it and uh, the bus had to when the, when we bu- went by bus to the valley of the Kings, the, the bus was actually had to stop at all these roadblocks where the police were. And um, it's not that they even got on the bus or anything. I don't they maybe just had to sign that they stopped there or something. But um, they obviously take tourism very seriously and the safety of the tourists. So um, you know, it was interesting to see how each country operates differently. And but everywhere we were made to feel very welcome, you know, even Saudi Arabia, the people were really very friendly mm-hmm. and the people at customs, although they had the masks on and they were, you know, took everything very seriously. They were still polite, you know, and very, very nice. And we, we could, in fact, bore, you know, go on, board, uh, on land. Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting to see how each country responds to visitors. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think people want that. I mean, it's tourism is a very good um moneymaker for you know, it it's it's really important. And it's important for us to go in these places and we can have our opinions go there, you're gonna still get an opinion, no matter what we do. Yeah. But what do you do with that? You know, mm-hmm. that's why I always go like when you start having these experiences, no matter what realm the emotion is, really positive, exciting, joyous. Um
0: there's that part of you that wants to do
1: something with it right there's that you want to do something
0: (laughs) yes and that was what i found so interesting about the islands you know in the indian ocean um that they all had such similar um backgrounds you know similar histories of colonialism slavery and then the indian indentures you know that program um where they were indentured and um then the sugarcane and then a lot of that again agrees with what happened in on these islands here, you know, near us, where they had the sugarcane and the same um,
1: right.
0: same stories, you know. So that I found really very interesting.
1: Well, you know, it's it's Mauritius, right? It was always like the summer getaway for South Africans, I remember. Yeah, like, yeah. And, oh we're going and we're Charles. going to Mar- we're going to Mauritius and oh, yes. the Seychelles oh, that- was a big thing. Yes, there's a big
0: difference between being a day visitor in um, Seychelles or Mauritius, Uh, like we took a taxi to get to a beach, but then it was obviously a a public beach and like um, for everybody and not necessarily a glamorous tourist beach, you know, although it offered the same sort of things. Um, but I think if you want the real Mauritius, honeymoon, Seychelles, you know, luxury, or even not luxury, but just staying there for a few days, then you uh, will obviously have um, a, a, a more of, of that beach experience, you know?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, so, but we had fun. so much. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: now, did you, when you're on these cruise ships, do you ever look out hoping to see whales and dolphins or are you too far out to see that or? here yeah, uh once somebody uh, started getting excited he thought
0: he saw something like a well or something but i don't i don't think it was that oh <laughs> but, he's yeah, like have another really... cocktail
1: it'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> it might have been after we crossed the the, the equator <laughs> the other thing i wanted to touch on though you said you know you listen to the locals about you know, in Greece, not taking the train to where the Olympic site, the original Olympic site was, and you listen to them. And so that means you're already talking with the locals and you had, you you were dead set to go, and so then you went with a with a bus company so yeah. i think that's a very important thing to bring back up as a as a conversation for uh, folks traveling is to listen to the locals they oh, know cuz they know yeah. is it uncle joe riding the bus today maybe you don't want to take it <laughs> so to connect with the locals and hear what to do and sometimes those kind of group tours or tour guides they get give you more insight than what you you know what you can when, do by the yourself. time you get there you mm-hmm. have a better idea of what you want to see and what to appreciate,
0: and especially if you are um, pressed for time, you know, if you have like one day somewhere, then um, you know it would be uh, advisable to take the the bus excursion, and you you definitely learn a lot from the mm. tour guides, you know, um, and and it's also the if you're on a ship like that, you you feel rather go with an official ship tour. Uh, that you are sure that you're going to get back to the ship on time because the ship will actually wait for you if you're on an official tour but if you arrange your own tour you know then it's your problem Um, the ship will go and they will keep track of you but they uh, you know they can't they can't guarantee that they are going to wait for the late passengers. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I mean, it's it is we we almost missed our ship when we went to the Bahamas the one time Nancy and I when we got over to this country Uh and it was our first vacation and we we, you know, had a really good time in the Bahamas. I'm just saying we got off the the ship and, um, you know, they gave us Bahamas mamas and they played music and (laughs) I don't know something happened. And then we went, uh oh. And we literally were running for the ship and there, you know, people Mm -hmm. are looking at us like you stupid idiots and we're like, (laughs) you know we're world travelers but yeah we're dumb, because they really I we didn't mean to but we really got we got lost we ended up on some well we got carried away but we're also um, went on some little bus not a but it was like a little taxi thing and ended up in the bush somewhere i all i can say and there was a rainstorm and we thought the whole <laughs> thing exciting. was fun it was fun <laughs> what we ended well, you up never forget little, that to it <laughs> well, we ended up in a little shack and it wasn't like the we went off the beaten path yeah. and they're like, here, try this kind of Bahama Mama, and then <laughs> they told us, and there was a rainstorm that came through, I mean, not only for a little bit, you know, well, there's
0: a and, lot to be said for that type of experience, yeah, well. <laughs> and
1: they told us to shake our heads up and down after we take a sip, and we kept doing it, and then we we're a little wonky, <laughs> but we had, a, we had a blast, and we, we experienced the music yeah. and the culture, and you know we we and we did touristy stuff too but it was just fun to be silly for a day but yeah. then to almost miss your ship that's not funny
0: yeah well, <laughs> especially you know, if you're why... in saudi
1: arabia that's not funny
0: yeah i wouldn't like to be you know to have missed <laughs> anything there i must admit
1: <laughs> or egypt but, you, you know, know but we're... i'm not knocking those places at all i think it's yeah. amazing that you had that opportunity to go there and a lot of people kind of poo poo. well if you're going to go to Egypt you need to spend x amount of days and I agree you know we want the best to do that but you know there's something to be said to be able to experience what you can that's in your ability to do at that time yes and you shouldn't not take that opportunity and you were talking about that as soon as you saw this trip you're like Oh, I'm I'm going.
0: <laughs> I'm 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 in. <laughs> well, you know, I really appreciated um, Scott uh, Scott um, for um, giving me the opportunity to have the press trips in um, Mauritius, Seychelles, and Reunion, and then also the train trip in in Cape Town, because um, w- we were really given the inside scoop, you know, on at, at Seychelles and Mauritius, and then that wonderful. Um, demonstration, lunch and uh, experiencing the local culture and also meeting other international tourists. And that's the other interesting thing. When we were there, there were people from uh, Belgium and Flanders and we spoke Afrikaans to each other.
1: No way. That's so cool.
0: They spoke their Flemish and Belgian sort of, uh, and that is a type of Dutch, you know. So I could speak Afrikaans and they could speak their language. And we sort of met somewhere in the middle and we could communicate like that. With lots of laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. (laughs) And we... Yeah, what was so interesting also, the islands, of course, like any any country would, they make use of their emblems, you know, like Seychelles, as well as known for, um, well, first of all, the Coco de Mer, those weird shapes, mm. um, shaped coconuts. Right. Um, you can use your imagination what it looks like if you see the, the photograph. It's a Georgia
1: O'Keeffe painting. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. <laughs> And then the, uh, also the Seychelles tortoise. So you get the beer glass with a tortoise on, you know, and uh, um, uh, what is Mauritius is the extinct dodo, of course. So you get dodo beer and uh, yeah. So, so that's always, you know, fun to see also how they promote their countries with these catchy things.
1: <laughs> I know. That's funny. That is funny. So, you know, Elsa, that you you bring up Scott Kendall um, and in his, his side uh, play, Stay, eat, play, eat, that's stay, right. play, play, stay, eat. Yes, play, stay, eat, and he'll be on our show soon. Everyone uh, talking about Big Bend National Park. I mm-hmm. mean, um, I think that's something really cool about the International Food one Travel Writers Association is. That you make all these connections like we get to yeah. chat with you, um, yeah. you know, and all these writers and destinations and uh, we do a show with, with if we say if everyone's very easy. Uh, <laughs> you know, so ifwtwa.org is the website uh, for travel writers, photographers, authors, um, food, wine, travel writers, and then the destinations and tour companies as well. And so we do a show every second Friday, every second Tuesday with the destination. Second Fridays like you with the uh, the travel writers. And then we have a panel now, a new travel panel uh, show with travel writers every third Friday. Because you you all are real busy. You know, the pandemic's over and everybody's out and running and doing all kinds of things. But every time, you know, we do these conversations, it comes back home to how it has really become this community of travel writers. When you think back to the original travel writing days, it was always some guy that was gruff in his jacket and, <laughs> you know, drinking a, a gin and tonic in the colonial bar. That yes. was the look, right? It wasn't that, that, that was it. But now yeah. I see more women.
0: More personal um, and, and people yeah. go for the ethnic experience. You know, they want the behind the scenes, sort of the, the genuine um, a meeting of the local people and the local cultures and uh, that's what you know fascinates me too so mm. you know and and I love writing for Scott because he presents the article so beautifully you know yes. so that that really appeals to me
1: <laughs> I love it I love that you guys all connect too and it does when you go on these trips do you as travel writers in the association in iftwa communicate hey do you have any tips for, i'm going to this country i'm going to the seychelles yeah, should so I, should i watch out for weird shells yeah yeah
0: there is <laughs> communication on different platforms you know and you there are different associations that you belong to besides um if it as well you know so then you connect in that way also and sometimes um uh, you know somebody might invite you along on a uh, one of mm-hmm. their press trips you know which is also neat um mm-hmm. Yeah, so one experience is a lot. My ne- I'm looking forward to my next cruise also. And this is a free one because oh. I'm being compensated for that um, time that I nearly s- went down. I, nearly, I can't <laughs> say with the Titanic, but it was with the with ship of the Viking oh, Viking ship of the Norwegian coast oh boy I
1: know you you had some crazy travels you know yeah, that last was
0: third book you know or
1: <laughs> crazy yeah. travel
0: adventures <laughs> so anyway we're going to the bay of Bengal so there's another thing Ooh. coming
1: up. <laughs> oh exciting that's exciting yeah, yeah. but you know you've got to kind of those things you know Nancy always wanted to write a book called or a memoir called what could go wrong absolutely <laughs> everything right so and when you travel these things these hiccups happen so You've got to know, you've got as angry as you can get and frustrated, you can cry. You might as you, well just you laugh. You have the
0: most of it. You know, when we landed in Portugal, we were delayed like seven hours. So what did we do at the airport? We tried all the all the things that, that they offered port in you know, Portuguese type of dishes and their wine. And we sat on the throne. That's like we were sardine queens, you know. And so, so we just made it. the most of the day. And then yeah. we got to Venice in the rain, and we had no idea where we were. Where, where our um, hotel was, we just knew it was near the Venice Theatre or something. And we we uh, walked onto St Mark's Square, and and some guy. There was nobody there. Only one guy came up to us, and he looked presentable enough that we could ask him if he could help us. And he uh, he uh, put us. Um, uh, put the directions in our cell phone and we were doing quite well but as soon as we turned all those little corners the the thing went haywire and started sending us in all directions and then we oh, just God. sort of used our our instinct you know and we were dragging ourselves in the rain with our wet cases we got to the hotel we looked like two drenched rats when we got there and anyway so um, all all's well that ends well we we were very happy with our accommodation
1: that's <laughs> when you want you course. want you, it's so weird because you get rained on and then the first thing you want to do is take a hot shower after <laughs> the rain isn't it weird you want to take <laughs> a hot shower and you <laughs> want a toddy event. or a glass of wine at that point thank <laughs> you we all that's why it's food wine and travel writers Association. that's
0: right yeah we certainly <laughs> yeah. had the food we had the wine we...
1: <laughs> the adventures the, <laughs> and adventures the adventures
0: yeah
1: oh, Elsa Uh, It has been such a joy to have you back on the show. Everyone again, Elsa's story, Epic Sale on the MSC Sinfonia from Venice to Cape Town is up on blendradioandtv.com. Just type in Elsa. You'll find out her, you know, see her other interview as well about her book, uh, her memoir, and uh, also keep up with Elsa. Go to her website. It is travelswithelsa.com. She's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under the same name. You can also connect with her on LinkedIn and Pinterest, uh, and of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We air every day uh, here on Big Blend Radio, and also on YouTube at Big Blend Radio, and of course, keep up with our brand new show on Spotify, exclusively on Spotify, and that is the uh, it is the Big Daily Blend. And uh, that gives you a little bit of history and travel updates. And Elsa's on there today and uh, all kinds of good stuff and a lot of music. So thank you so much, Elsa. And everyone at IFTWA, thank you for always connecting us with awesome travel writers and destination. That website is ifwtwa.org. Thank you so much, Elsa. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Tot scenes.